everyone, I'm Shelby. I'm Erica. And welcome to the All, All Things, Things Melanin, Melanin Podcast. Podcast, where certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. So, Erica, what's popping? What's new? What's happening? How you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling so tired. I, it's like only, what, the beginning of the week? I feel like it should be Friday already. Girl, tell me about it. Because like, your girl is on the struggle bus. <laughs> I don't know. This week has just been, it's not having, haven't even been a week though, but it's just, I'm exhausted. Girl, you know what? I literally had to like choke, check myself yesterday because I had a whole attitude <laughs> and I had a whole conversation with myself about why I was being a bitch. And I was like, Shelby, get yourself together. Like it's the beginning Sometimes of the you have to have those conversations with yourself. I have them with mine a lot. And myself was like, you need to get it together. You too blessed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do. But you know what I'm tired of hearing about? What? I'm over it. What? I want everybody to stop talking about this Chloe Jordan, oh and Tristan Thomas thing. And let me tell you why. Because he was trash when you got with him. <laughs> he was trash before you had him. Yes. And he trash now. I just need you to keep the same energy you got towards your, towards your trash dude. That's all I got to say. I like, mean, how you get them is how you lose them. I and do. so I'm I not surprised. I'm tired of her. Like, woe is me. My Now I'm a single mom. Girl, you're a rich single mom. Like, there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What is, I can't relate, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just, I'm tired of hearing about it, too. Because, first of all, Tristan, I mean, he seems like a jerk anyway. Yeah. He just gives off that vibe that he just wants to be around the family's name and just yeah. have that popularity. Because, remember, Chloe dated Jason, not Jason, James Harden? Yeah. And he, like, stopped dating her because it was too much paparazzi, too much yeah. going on. Because like, I said, he said somebody, like... Wanted to know what kind of sandwich he was eating. He was like, it doesn't matter what yeah, type of like, sandwich I, I'm I, eating. I couldn't be bothered. Mm-mm. I don't know. I just, I'm just like over it. Cause like when he got with her, like he had a baby mama and she was pregnant. You know what I mean? So yep. did you keep that same energy that she did not, that you had when that happened? You know what she I mean? She did not. I don't know. Like, I don't wish like that type of thing on anybody. Cause it's not right. Right. But you can't feel bad. Like, I don't feel bad. But it's really pity because Jordan's going to be on Red Table Talk Friday and I'm going to watch it. <laughs> hey, can you send me the link? <laughs> I will. Like, and I don't know if you saw the trailer, but it was really dramatic. Because they had her like walking towards the Red Table and then sitting there just all dramatic. But I will say, she messed up because she was pretty much living off of Kylie. Like, she lived yes. in her. Now, she did mess that up. I am going to say, you had one job. I just feel like... And some people are saying that they're blowing it out of proportion because their new season's coming up. But then also, I'm like, I wouldn't even be surprised if Chloe gets back with him again. You know, she just, she get, she already given him one, two, three, four, five too many chances. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. I saw this quote that was like, you can't help who you attract, but you can help who you entertain. Yep, that's true. And I just feel like she's going to keep entertaining him. Oh, I just can't. But you know what? I don't I, have the time for the Rich people problems. <laughs> I guess don't matter how much money that man has, he's still gonna. Um, he's still trash. He's still trash. He's and you know I'm petty because I wanted to go in his comments to see how people was ripping him together. <laughs> Y'all, he turned his comments off. Oh, just in case you want to know, you can't see he turned his comments off. Lame, lame, but because last time they ripped him up, is I cried. <laughs> <laughs> Those comments, the first by me treated were hilarious. I mean, because. Chloe has a lot, like a huge fan base. So of course, her fans just gonna be in there on her side no matter what. So he's smart to turn them off because he probably got all kind of death threats. 
they gonna be at his game booing him. Yeah, they like, do the best time. <laughs> but he wasn't bothered. Oh, well, speaking of dating and relationships. <laughs> okay, so the topic today is, okay, Shelby, I'm gonna ask you. Okay. Do you think women and men can be just friends? Why or why not? And what's been your experience? I absolutely think men and women can be just friends. And mm-hmm. let me tell you why. Like, one of my best friends is a guy. His name is Sheldon. We've been best friends since my freshman year in college when I was at UTA. So, that means we've been friends for, like, six or seven years. He's actually, like, one of the first friends that I, like, I ever made at UTA. But I will say that our friendship has worked because, A, we are just friends. B, we've never, ever, ever crossed the line. And see, we just have an understanding that we're just friends. And plus, Sheldon know too much about me, so he got to say my best friend. <laughs> like, he he literally knows too much about me. I have showed up at Sheldon's apartment in undergrad, like, in a diary of a mad black woman state. And he didn't know what to do. He was just like, calm down, friend. I feel like, well, if you, I have two sides to this. Yeah. One side is, if you were dating them, and then you try to be friends again. No. I honestly feel like that doesn't work. Um, with me, I ain't friends with none of my exes. And I'm not... Like, I've tried to be friends and it just doesn't work. There's too much Feeling. emotion and all that. And then for men and women to be just friends, like, I have guy friends that, like, I associate with. But I don't have, like, a best guy friend. So I really can't speak to, like, what that would be like. Yeah. Because, I mean, whenever I was in a relationship that was my best friend type of thing. But like yeah. you said, if you date somebody, I can't be friends with you. But if it's just, you know, like you and Sheldon's relationship, I don't know. Maybe it can work. I yeah. don't know. I honestly don't have a best yeah. guy friend. But then it gets tricky. If you have a best guy friend and then you get into a relationship, then what? Does it? Does the friendship change a little bit? Yeah. Like, you know, what if you uh, get in a relationship with some guy and his best friend is a girl? Yeah. Like, and they hanging out, they tight, they all the time. Like, would you feel some type of way? Like, it gets messy. I think it depends. I think, so just speaking from personal experience, like, there have been times where I've been talking to someone or, like, he's been in relationships and different things like that, and we necessarily haven't necessarily had, we haven't had a problem because of, like, me or him. Does that make sense? Yep. Any problem that occurred, that occurred came from the other person's insecurity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I can't do anything about your insecurity. Yeah. I, cause, like, I'm the type of person, like, especially, like, when he, like, is dating or has a, a significant other, I'm very, very respectful of their time and him having a significant other. Like, I've never ever crossed the boundaries. I never would, but I'm more cognizant and aware of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not ever disrespectful. I feel like whoever I date next definitely can definitely, you know, meet him and all that stuff. But anybody that has ever been around me and Sheldon, like, knows <laughs> that we're literally not each other's type. And I feel like it does go back to, like, secu- insecurity issues. Because I know some women that do, are in relationships, they or some women that have, that are friends with the guy, they don't have that boundary limit. or whatever. There has to be a boundary. I don't yeah. care if you've been friends since she was two years old. Like, there <laughs> has to be a boundary. If you're trying to cultivate a relationship yeah. with somebody and then your man is just like, well, babe, I'm going to go hang out with uh, Sarah. Um, excuse yeah. me, we all can go hang out together. Like, There have to be boundaries and there have to be rules. And I think that you have to let both parties know like what it is. I feel like you have to like let them meet your significant other and they have to let you meet their significant other. Yeah. And I feel like 
Now, this is where it does get tricky, too. There are some people that go into it being friends with the opposite sex to try to reel them in to be their mate. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like there you have to be very, very careful. And as a woman, like, if you say you buddy-buddy with my dude, which I ain't got one. But if you say you buddy-buddy with my dude, I can sense if you really buddy-buddy or if you're trying to, like, do some extra stuff. And I think, like, when you are truly friends, like... I don't know if if so often someone gets feelings like past a friendship for the other person. I think that one person probably wouldn't mention it because they don't want to ruin the friendship. Like if like what's a good friendship may not necessarily be a good relationship. And so sometimes yeah. like men and women, they just remain friends because they don't want to lose the friendship. Because what yeah. if you get into a relationship and then it goes to all hell yeah. and then you're not friends anymore? Like I think that's what I've seen it happen do. both ways. I've seen, like, friends go into relationships with people and ended on bad terms. And I have one friend that ended up dating her best friend. And they got married and they have a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have, like, two friends like that. I think that it depends. But what I will say is that I don't have, like, necessarily a lot of guy friends. He's probably, like, my only good guy friend that I have Mm -hmm. just with boundaries and stuff. But I will say that the one advantage that I do think that having a, a friend of the opposite sex that's just a friend is that they are very, very, like, honest with you yeah and they're and it offers like a different point of view like for instance like sometimes like first of all i just want to say my friends are bomb (laughs) and like but i will say sometimes when i talk to my friends my girlfriends and different things like that you know like as women we're emotional so we react a certain type of way yeah like for instance like if i come to you and i tell you the worst story ever like off top my friends are gonna pop off and be ready to ride out like (laughs) off top where he at, what we doing, what he driving, what he, you know, like, yeah. we're just going to be like that. However, there have been times when I've, you know, talked to him about situations, whether it's a relationship or whatever, just high level view and different things like that. And first of all, he didn't give me the reaction that I wanted, which made me mad. But he was very, very level headed. And, you know, sometimes he had to play devil, devil's advocate for me. And sometimes it gives like a really, really good, you know, it's just nice to have a different opinion because yeah. sometimes it allowed me to check myself. Like, Shelby, you tripping. You need to calm down. Like, you being yeah. a stereotype. Or, Shelby, you not tripping. You need to ditch him. He like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I will say in that aspect that I really, really do enjoy having a guy friend. And I really, really do value our friendship. But I think it can get tricky. But I think that both people have to have understanding and have rules. And as long as they have the understanding and rules, you'll be good. But the second one person tries to devalue those rules. Yep. You mm-hmm. fucked. I don't have time for it. <laughs> but I do. I genuinely do think that men and women can be just friends because I have a guy best friend. Um, and I would hope that whoever I dated would get on be the back. Be okay with that. But I think that would show more to their personality. Yeah. Because, like, literally, you've met Sheldon. Like, I just don't <laughs> even know how to say it. Like, Sheldon's a real cool person, but we are total opposite. He is so nonchalant. And we're just not each other's type. So I think that if I dated somebody and they had a problem with him i think that would show more to their insecurities and their character and what's wrong with them yeah i agree that's why you have to have boundaries and once the boundaries are there then it shouldn't be no issue <clears throat> but what do i know that's just my bad well i don't have no bff guy friend but i mean i take your advice i guess <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 very it's very doable it's very true okay well we'll see maybe i will one day i don't know but, okay, so let's move on to the journey. Um, this is where we discuss some things we've learned so far. 
on our journey on all things melanin. So the first thing we want to talk about is how much of the journey do we share with our friends and family mm. and why? And how, the second part is how do you determine who to share it with and what type of information do you share if you choose to? Okay, so when it comes to, for me, when it comes to our blog and different things like that, I'm very, very careful of who I allow to let know our ideas and where we're going. Because sometimes I've realized people are very, very selfish people and people are very insensitive and people have a way about making it about me, 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 what I'm going to do. Like one of my biggest pet peeves is if I tell you what I'm doing, but you make it about yourself, you just prove to me that you don't give a fuck about what I just said. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't give a fuck about what I'm trying to do. Sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. (laughs) But yeah, so... At this point in my life, I'm very, very careful, and I share very little. Um, I tell my mom pretty much 90% of everything, so I share with her. And then there's one person outside of you that I just really, really share that with. They know who they are. <laughs> but um, I know who they are, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah. And I and for me, it's just that people inadvertently try to rain on your parade, and sometimes people are inadvertently jealous of what you're doing and what you're going to do. And it's just really just because you have to faith to step out and do something, and they don't. I think that's yeah. a reflection of them. So for me, I don't share as much. Mm-hmm. I share a little bit. Like if we're doing something, they find out when everybody else is doing something. Yeah. Because I feel like I can't have people praying against us, thinking against us, sending us negative energy or anything like that because it's already hard as it is, you know? Yeah. I find it, like, I don't really share much either. I Again, like you said, I share with my mom, but she's just, like, always going to be a, my cheerleader. So even if she doesn't even understand what I'm saying, she's like, like, yeah, baby, that's good. Yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> like, girl, that's great, and that's it. But I don't really share too much information. Number one, like, if somebody asks me, like, genuinely asks me how things are going, then I'll share something. Yeah. But I don't feel like it's necessary for me to just talk about it, talk about it, talk about it, because I feel like nobody's going to be able to receive what, um, like, my excitement about it. You that's know? the message. Because if I'm excited about it, they're just going to be like, oh, okay, that's cute. Then no. And like, some people don't really care. They just no. want to see if you bossed up and you started yeah. getting traction about it or if you failed yet. Yeah, and people, like you said, people will sit up there and say what they are going to do. And it's not even necessarily that it's they're jealous because they want a blog or they want a podcast. It's because... It makes them feel like they're not doing something. Yeah. It don't matter what it is. It, it's just a re- reflection of them, yeah. like you said. And I just feel like you do have to kind of have discretion on what you say. Oh, yeah. Because people will spit out something to discourage you. That happened to me when I when we first started this. They were like, mm, nobody reads blogs anymore. What? Like, that's not literally our whole thing. Like, <laughs> And you're going to say nobody reads them anymore? Like, you're a lie, but anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, that was just so discouraging. So that's what I mean, like... You want to be excited. You want to tell people stuff. But just tell your friends that you know are supportive. Now, on the other hand of that, sometimes friends will try to give you advice on how to do something. And that's great. But (laughs) at the same time, it's still your baby. Yeah. Like, people can't tell you how to raise your child. That's your child. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it could come from a good place. I've had people say stuff to me that could come from a good place. But it's like... Friends can always offer good advice, but they could be also steering you in a different direction that you don't even want to go in. Yeah. Because that's your friends and you want to listen to them, but at the same time, you got to follow your heart and follow what you want to do and what your thing is. 
Yeah, and what I will want to say is that when we first started, I paid very close attention to people's energies. I realized that I've become really, really good at paying attention to people's energy and are they receiving what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just feel like I put so much, like we both put so much into our blog and our podcast, you know, inspiring, encouraging, and motivating people that... If I'm telling you something you're not receiving it, that's deflating. Yeah. That's hurtful. That's, you know, it's not really hurtful that somebody that you don't know don't like you. I care less, but people that you think are supposed to be on your team yeah. don't like it or they're not encouraging you. I think that's the hardest for me. And so one thing I learned really early on is that a lot of people could not receive what I was saying. Yeah. And a lot of people, I, I don't think they understood or knew how their reaction wasn't really genuine yeah. or their actual reaction wasn't really yeah genuine. like do they have a smile or a stank face yeah <laughs> like or are they making it like like I said I feel like a lot of people always turn things back on themselves and that's one of my huge hugest pet peeves I feel like when somebody's having a moment you should let them have a moment and you should yeah. be able to receive what they're saying but I think that I've learned that people don't listen What's the what's the saying? People people don't listen to receive, they listen to reply. Yeah, of course. And yeah. so that's one thing that I've learned in doing our journey. So I share very little to none and I determine that by how you acted from the get go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think people don't even know that they realize and people probably don't even realize that I don't really share anything. I share the bare minimum or I'll answer the question you asked me. That's me. And especially if when we start to really progress into some of the goals and accomplishments we have set out yeah the sharing of information gonna get real Minimal. short and real short and real short because again you don't want to have everybody's opinion in it as well like I just said like friends can mean you so well but then in a way it can kind of steer you in the wrong direction because it's really not their baby yeah you know so I just, I'm a private person anyway, so I don't share too much anyway, but especially if it's about something that I care about and yeah. I'm protective over, like, yeah. you're just going to know what I want you to know, and that's it. I'll say, I haven't always been a private person, but the older I get, the more private that I do get. Yeah. I think it's a, a smart way to be. Yeah. Can't just have all your eggs out there. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, cool. So, moving on to the mentor moment. Now, this... Is a question that was submitted. A, yes, a loaded <laughs> question from somebody on Instagram. So they asked. This came from Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Um. <laughs> so, what do you think of the whole Jesse Smollett case? What's your outtake, and what lessons, if any, can be taken from this? Okay, I'll answer the first two questions first. <laughs> um. Okay. So honestly, I'm gonna be 100. I am really conflicted, and I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, okay, so when the story first broke and all of this information came out, of course you're outraged, you're pissed, you're upset. You know, because he's so talented, um, so intelligent, he has all of these things going for himself. So, when he came out and said all this stuff, your girl was pissed. Yeah. I was livid. But one thing that I was proud of is that all the people that came out and supported him from all different types of backgrounds that were really ready to ride out for him. Mm -hmm. Now... When all of the reports started coming out from the Chicago PD, um, I've been watching the Wendy show or whatever, you know, they were reporting on it and they were starting to say, this is a lie, this is a lie, this is a lie, this is a lie, discredit this. What I will say is, I was skeptical. 
Now, I will say, I think both parties are not telling the full truth. But I feel like since the Chicago PD is so corrupt, I was really conflicted if I believed it or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and one reason it's really hard, it was really hard for me to believe the Chicago PD, just me personally as a person, he's filthy rich and he has so much going for him. So, first of all, he has toured with Mariah Carey. He has his own music. He, um... It's on Empire, one of the top shows. He has so much going for himself. How can you throw all of that away? Exactly. You know what I mean? So my outlook on this case and my outtake on it is that I got to see all the evidence because the FBI is investigating it and they're just, what's the word? So a lot of the things that the Chicago PD said or some of the things that the Chicago PD said or whatever police department said they're coming back and saying, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my thing is, I got to know all the facts. Do I think both sides and both parties are fully tell- telling the truth? I think there are some discrepancies on both. But I don't know. Yeah. I got to get all the facts. And I'm really glad that the FBI stepped in to investigate because I don't feel like they would be biased. I just feel like he got too much to lose to throw his life away. So that's why it's really hard for me to think that he would. Well, my I, theory, I have so many theories and so many thoughts about it, but I do remember when it first came out, um, I was immediately skeptical. Because first of all, I watch all of these ID channels and all of these investigation, criminal minds, law and oh. order. Like, I'm into all of that. So anytime something happens, I'm already my own little investigator. So yeah. um, one thing that stuck out to me is at first, well, obviously the media will put out what they want to put out. And, you know, a lot of these sources are not credible, so there's different stories. But I thought it was very strange that at the beginning he um, he said he was out at 2 in the morning getting some food. And then all of a sudden, I swore at the very beginning, it was like two white men came up to him and said some derogatory term and then talked about empire and then tied a noose around his neck and bleach. And I'm like, first of all, you in Chicago. Chicago is like one of them places where if you're a celebrity and you're probably like his type of celebrity, they're not going to be like overwhelmed by you. Just like when you go to New York, celebrities walk around all the time. They're not calling you out like, you know, you the dude from Empire. Like, no, who cares? Like, yeah. So that was strange to me. Another thing that was strange is like, why are you out at two in the morning by yourself? And then <laughs> another thing was strange is that the story changed too many times. And then they said, like, his ribs were bruised and hurt, but he performed two days later. Then you're saying, like, if you damage yeah. your ribs, you ain't going to be able to sing nothing at all. You ain't going to be able to move. Yeah. And then another thing was, like, his, um, the something about a letter being sent to Empire. And then yeah. they found the letter. And now it's these two um, Nigerian dudes. Yeah, I don't know the black dudes. And then he from. fought them off. It's like, how you fight these two, like, muscle builders off? Like they built, built. So I honestly agree with you, Shelby, when you said that, like, obviously both parties are lying. I thought it was, like, a media stunt when he did, like, this whole interview with Robin Roberts. Some people were like, well, he was just trying to get his side of the story out. Nah, you need to have, like, you don't need to be saying nothing. At yeah. this point, because they own your tail. Now, I will say, in my own experience of police departments, because I've know, known people that's gotten trouble with stuff, that's what they do. Yeah. A lot of them are corrupt, and it's very hard to, like, you know, really believe that they're not already corrupt because, number one, he a black man. Yeah. And then he's a celebrity, so they're going to get all the clout for it. Yes. 
And so, but that's another thing. It's like, why would he make up this whole thing? Because now people that are really having hate crimes done to them, it's going to be harder for them to be credible because this whole thing with him. Yeah. So I'm conflicted. I feel like he's lying. I feel like he's covering up something. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't feel like he lied to the extent of now they're saying because he wasn't getting paid as much. Yeah, I don't think that's But fair. I'm like, dude, I can't relate. You're getting paid $100,000 an episode. I yeah, can't relate. So. I do. Yeah, I just, I don't know. But the one thing that I do feel like that came out of this and that we can take away from it, I think that we have gotten so used to the media putting out different media outlets putting out different information that we take it that we take it at face value and we got to stop doing that yeah we have to learn how to receive information but first of all wait till we got some facts some credible facts and learn how to do our own research because the one thing that was disheartening is like he came out and then the chicago pd said this and they threw him on under the bus like people would ham on him throwing him under yes, the bus of course. and if he lied you know, whatever. But my thing is, and then you have all this other information coming out that's discrediting that saying that's not true. So you can't take back that you threw him under the bus. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the lesson in this for me that I took is that, you know what? Like the media, like things are going to happen to people and there are going to be so many different sources of things that happen. But you have to learn how to take you have to learn how to first form your own opinion, not based on what someone else is saying. You got to learn how to do your own research and find out what's better. I think that just in life in general, so many times we take what people say at face value and we yeah. just take with the police department or celebrity or your mom or your daddy, your friend or whoever that may be at face value. But we didn't take the time to do research to find out our own opinion. And I think for me, that's what can be taken out of it. That's, I mean, it's sad because the media loves scandal Mm -hmm. and one of the things that people were outraged about is that a lot of the cases in of chicago is all of the murders and police shootings that are not getting credit or you know um uh, media coverage because of this whole thing with him yeah and have have people think it's just a ploy or a media stunt and then some people think it's really true but it's like there's serious issues here that aren't having media coverage or getting attention. People yeah. are getting killed and murdered all the time in Chicago. It's like the worst place to even raise your child because you getting it's all these police shootings and murders all the time. So yeah. it's like it's media puts out what they want to put out there and media loves like the scandal and all that. So it just it's really hurtful that if he did lie about something like this, like why? My, that's the thing. I don't understand yeah. why. Because if it was about the money, you definitely ain't going to get money now. Because yeah. believe me, once you're in the system, it's hard to get out. Okay? Yeah. So, I don't understand why he wants to... I don't know. If he did lie, why would he lie about it? Like, why... Is, he got too how, much to lose. Yes. That's what That's what I don't understand. I and even if he was going to be run off Empire, he would have got another job. Yeah. His family is filthy rich. But now it's like, now you, you just, just embarrassed your whole family. You threw your whole career away. Who else going to hire you? Like, now what are you going to do? And they wrote him off the last two episodes of Empire. Yeah, and I watch Empire. Like, I'm an Empire fan. And I just feel like he was great on that show. He's a great singer. Like, I really liked him on there. And now it's like, what are you doing? I really hope he proves everybody wrong. I really hope and pray that he proves everybody wrong. Because there is so much at stake. It just don't add up. It just doesn't. I'm going to need some more facts. So I, my theory was there was some drugs involved and it's like a drug trade went wrong or something. <laughs> like, because he could, he knew one of those dudes worked on Empire. So, obviously, you know them. Yeah. And it's like maybe something happened to where you didn't give nobody their money for something. So, then they was going to try to get you. That could be a theory. I guess we're going to have to see what the FBI comes up go, with. Because I'm not trusting the Chicago PD. You really can't. But. 
I think I'll go with the FBI for 500. <laughs> well, on that note, um, <laughs> we're going to leave y'all with some words of encouragement. Okay. So our words of encouragement come from, come from Matthew 6, 14 through 15. Um, and we are talking about something a little bit heavier than we usually do, which is forgiveness. For if you forgive others their offenses, your Heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offenses. So, okay, total transparency moment. I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where I've had to forgive people that weren't sorry. Or I've had to, you know, forgive people that didn't think that they did anything wrong or I didn't get closure or just something like that. And... I will say I used to have a really, really bad habit of just, like, holding, like, a grudge and different things like that. Because I just couldn't understand how somebody that was so close to me could do something to, like, you know, like, hurt my feelings or make me sad or something like that. And I remember getting to this place and being like, Shelby, like, you're, like, you have this, like, hate in your heart. But that person is still living a life. They're still doing everything that they want to do. But you're the one that's being held back. So for me, I really, 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 the last couple years, really had to work on forgiving people that weren't sorry, forgiving people that didn't think they did wrong, and forgiving people that once were like family to me. Was it hard? Yes. Do I struggle with it? Yes. Do I still get upset about it sometimes? Yes. But what I will say, and I know it's cliche to say, is that when you forgive someone, it's for you. It's not for them. Because when I forgave whoever I needed to forgive, I literally felt like a weight was like lifted off of me. And I said all that to say that there may be somebody in your life that has done you wrong or said something to you or made you upset or whatever the case may be, big or small and different things like that. Maybe you haven't progressed or you're not getting where you want or you're not as happy as you want to be because you haven't forgave that person. That's true. I think for me, it definitely forgiveness is definitely for you. It's very hard and it definitely is a choice. When I forgive somebody, the next day I'm not feeling all lovey-dovey. <laughs> I'm just choosing to forgive you so that I can let this go. Yeah. But another side of forgiveness is being able to forgive myself. Yeah, because I'm a person who I feel like everyone is to an extent, but I'm very hard on myself yeah. about a lot of things. So if there's mistakes I made or dumb decisions or just out here just acting crazy, like, can you really forgive yourself? Yeah. You know, that's something that really um, it's kind of hard to do. Yeah. Like, just let it go. Move forward. You made mistakes. You learned the lessons, you know, and just forgive yourself and move on. It's definitely a day-by-day thing. Oh, yeah. It is. But, yeah, you got anything else to add? No. I think we can pray now. (laughs) Before we pray, we just want to thank y'all for taking a second to listen. If you enjoyed this week's episode, be sure to like it. Also, if you enjoyed it, be sure to share with a friend. Let them know about our podcast. And tag us while you're listening. If you have any questions to ask us for our mentor moment, um, slide in our DMs, text messages if you have it. Um, And let us know, and we will definitely answer them. We will keep you anonymous if you prefer, or we'll say your name if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) So close your eyes, bow your head. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs)
Heavenly Father, um, we come to you as humble as we know how to thank you for each and everything that you have allowed us to do. Lord Jesus, we pray that wherever whoever is listening is in their life, that you will continue to bless them, that you will continue to keep them, love them, and lead and guide them. We pray that if they have hate in their heart, that you will release it. We pray that if they are struggling with something, that you will help them to endure it. We pray that you will open doors for them that no man can close, Lord Jesus. And we pray that you will deliver on the promises that you have placed in their heart. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.